Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the poopity scoop to his <laughs> scoopity woo, <laughs> Michael Howard. <laughs> Did he just say poopity scoop? Uh, so you just made yeah. me watch that SNL sketch. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I I had to. It had yeah, to happen. It had to. I will say Donald Glover's episode was fantastic. Um, but I, I don't think this show is equipped to talk about Kanye unless we get Curtis on here. No, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about Kanye. I want to talk about Kanye even less than I would like to talk about um, the Cheetoed one. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say one more time. Poopity scoop, scoopity whoop. Speaking of poopity scoop, uh, Michael, you know you know how cats are cats, and you have to scoop their poop. Uh, you do, do you also yes. remember about two minutes ago where you were trying to remember Snagglepuss, <laughs> the big pink cat? Yes. Um, who has like nice French cuffs? Yeah, because I thought you looked like the Pink Panther. Yes. And yes. you described him as a big blue dog. I did say a big blue dog, but only because I thought, in my defense, I thought. For a second, that Pink Panther was a dog, and so that's what stuck in my head. Which makes it worse. And then even after I saw Snagglepuss, I was like, oh yes, he's a pink dog, Snagglepuss. Oh, right. The puss is for the for the pussy cat. cat. Yeah. Yeah. Poopity scoopy then, <laughs> Michael. I don't... I'm going to say that's a good Snagglepuss. It's actually my a very, memory, but I have very no good. It's a very good Snagglepuss. Okay. Yeah, I'm in it. Michael, how are you, my friend? I am doing very well. How about you? Uh, doing good. I'm a little tired, a little worn out from this weekend. I pulled a three-day long heist against a music festival. Ooh. But I think I came out on top. That's good. How did it you do more, that? Did you bury more, all of the booze? Um, I didn't bury shit, which is a... I, I did do a bad. I should have done mm, better. Mm-hmm. Um, But I... um. So I paid, so I had two friends and listeners, actually, were visiting from, from old China land. Hello. Hello, indeed. And um, they snookered me into getting VIP tickets, which, one, never going to a festival without doing that again. Right. That was right. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and if only because for at least one of the stages, you were up about 20 feet above all <laughs> the peasants, mm, if I will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I got to breeze the entire time but it also came with complimentary beer complimentary beer i mean yeah. it, you paid for it yeah up front so it's only complimentary after you hit the magic number and what was that magic number i think i did the math um i think i needed to do 33 beers over 3 days over 3 days oh totally doable Totally doable, particularly since at literally every moment I was texting all of the friends who I had in the peasant section. <laughs> hey, do you need a beer? Yeah. Good, because I, I have four free ones, and I'm drinking them all. The challenge, I could only get two at a time. Oh. Uh, Which, again, not that big of a challenge. I no. did run out as many beers as possible to to my friends, though. I, I would say I've seen you down. I'm assuming these were like 16-ounce beers. Maybe mm-hmm. 20 max. Yep. They were tall uh, boys. I, I say I've seen you down a pint of beer in approximately like three and a half seconds. So For the wrinkle. I haven't drank any beer. That's not Mick Ultra oh. <laughs> in so, in so long because of this, you know, me. And then <laughs> I had to I had to do like Heineken, Heineken Light, which is not beer <laughs> or Tecate. 
Um, so you didn't yeah. do you didn't go to the strawberry route. They actually did not offer that on oh. the. There was no free malt. It wasn't complimentary malt liquor. <laughs> unfortunately, and I am not even qual. I am not even counting the free food and free Crown Royal shots that. They gave to me, and then they marked on my hand that I had drank them with a Sharpie marker, and then it was hot, because it's almost summer in Atlanta, so I was sweating, and then just wiped the Sharpie off and went back a couple times for that. It's kind of like when you would, in college, when you'd go to a bar underage, and they put an X on your hand, um, and then you would immediately go to the bathroom and wash it off. Yeah, Yeah. like that, except I'm a 32-year-old man. Getting free shots. My only goal here was to make them regret me. (laughs) Make them regret ever letting me through the front gate. And I think I regret letting me spend that money on the VIP ticket, you sons of bitches. Right. And like the thing is, so I'm I'm counting this as a win as a as a heist on my part. Mm -hmm. I really just redistributed beer wealth to to people, which I'm fine with because I'm a giver. You know that, Michael. You're the Peter Pan. Mm hmm. I I think you meant Robin Hood, but. Either way, I do, ref- me. I do refuse to grow up, you big dumb oh, moron. Oh, shit. Um, well, this is going to be a fun episode because I've mixed <laughs> yeah. up everything I've tried to think of today. So like yeah. I said, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I think, I think I'm losing my mind. Right now you're 0 for 2. Um, and also you did mention to me earlier how you don't like Tom Hardy. And I am curious if you thought that was someone else. <laughs> Actually, I said I don't like Tom Hardy, but you brought up Tom Hardy. I agreed. You said he wasn't a good actor. You didn't think. You were starting to think that maybe he wasn't a good actor. And uh, I agreed. But, but now I was you thinking actually, of Benicio Del Toro. So well, you, you brought it up being like, I just saw Dark Knight Rises for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And... You, the Bane you didn't voice like is it so as much. bad. Yeah, but were you thinking of the Batman voice? <laughs> I was. So I heard the Bane voice, and immediately all I could think of was you doing the Bane voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that oddly enough made it better because his yeah. voice is bad. Oh, poopity scoopity! <laughs> <laughs> I never knew until this moment that I needed to hear Bane. Say poopity scoopity. And that was a bad one because it's been so long since I've exercised mm-hmm. that muscle. I've played that particular instrument. It's been a while. Is he good though? I don't think so. Sorry. <laughs> I did see his dongle in, uh, whatchamacallit, Bronson. So mm. we well, talked about that. that. Yeah. I feel like he's good at playing like a manic person or just someone who grunts a lot. Okay, so I haven't seen Dunkirk or The Revenant. He might have been good in those. Probably not. I mean, yeah. he didn't talk at all in Fury Road, so that was that was good. Uh, he did that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did actually see uh, The Revenant. He was... I mean, the bear was the best character in that one. <laughs> Tom Hardy was fine. Okay, I take it back. He was, uh, he was the dude in Inception, and he was pretty badass in that. Sure. And he was pretty good in rock and roll. So basically, it's it's just when he plays and like, layer cake. He tries to play like a villain, like a like he tries to like Hulk up as a villain and like get really like broody, and he, and then he just like, come on, man, step it back. Anyway, Michael, what kind of fun stories do you have <laughs> this week on our hit podcast show, Trends in Low Places, where we talk about current events and make fun of them, like Tom Hardy. 
Yes. Like Thomas J. Hardy. I have an important question for uh-huh. you, Mike Shoot. Fishing. Um, if you heard and you believed that the zombie apocalypse was coming, that the zombies were here and you needed to do something, anything to either get away from them, kill them, get ready, like hunker down, like whatever you had to do, something though, what would you do? Well, if I remember correctly from a book I read, I think it was just Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks. Uh, I might be. Hold on. Give me one second. Yeah, Zombie Survival Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first thing you do is get up the stairs and then destroy the stairs. Mm. So I want. I would definitely make it as hard as possible for, one, zombies to follow me anywhere I was going. Two, for marauding gangs of human bastards to follow me wherever I was going. So here's the problem with that, though. Yeah. I mean, you're assuming that this is going to be like a quick zombie apocalypse? Or like, when? how do you get down and go get food and supplies and resupplies I mean, I, and what? You know? I can use a rope ladder. Zombos can't. Zombos mm. have nothing. We're not talking about... Are we talking, Michael, what kind of zombo? Is it baby Jesus zombo? Because <laughs> you know how I deal with him. He will, he will rise up and then just be next to you. Hmm. Well, you know how I deal with that little bastard. <laughs> but yeah, what what kind of are we talking fast zombos? Um, well, in this poor man's case, it's the type of zombos that you get away from by stealing a John Deere front front end loader and then using it to ram tractors, uh, or trailers and vehicles in a Walmart parking lot. So your normal zombo, got yeah, your it. Your normal okay. zombo, uh, the one so where you want your to make every, a, just your everyday kind of Southern Alabama zombo, right? You want to make, you want to make as much noise as possible and be like, "Hey, here I am, zombos, come and get this front loader action." I am curious because you didn't send me this article beforehand. I don't think. Um, did he bring the front loader from home? Did no, he no, find he it somewhere? Stole that. He stole it. He okay. was probably like running away from zombos, right? He looked across the field like, oh, that slow moving giant piece of machinery that everyone will hear coming seems like a perfect way to get away from the zombos. Yeah. And then he got in it and he drove and he was like, well, I need to stop at Walmart for supplies for the zombo apocalypse. Uh, and the, there was all these fucking cars in his way. Yeah. Right. And you got to move them. You got to move them out of the way. They don't need them. Zomb- they're zombos now. Yeah. They're they're dead. The fun thing that happens when you search for uh, Walmart John Deere front end loader, <laughs> you don't get this story. You get 19 product listings for um, mini John Deere front end loaders and it's just a bunch of like five year olds in like John Deere power wheels that sounds pretty dope actually though and like in my head that's what this man is riding he's in a four year old's toy just crushing (laughs) like like in now that I'm imagining it in his head he's crushing through cars and really causing mayhem but in reality he's just like running over four year olds in the parking lot I assume and I know he's just in the toy. He's like in the Power Wheels aisle, and he's just, just running over bikes and knocking them over. Yeah, this is just a a like shit uh, bath salts fever dream that this man was on, <laughs> just crushing through kids' toys. <laughs> and it makes it a lot more palatable for me. Either way, I know this man was on bath salts and almost ate someone's whole face off eventually. But yeah, it's either bath salts or or meth. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah, because uh, it is in it is in southern Alabama. 
Uh, I how did I know it was in Alabama? <laughs> uh, you're you're a genius. Uh, so it yeah. says the man accused of stealing a John Deere front end loader, then using it to ram trailers and vehicles in a Walmart parking lot, told police, "quote He thought it was the end of the world and zombies were chasing him." Yeah. And so, I I get it, and like, I mean, what? Are there really laws anymore in, the, in a zombie apocalypse or just become the purge? Like, wh- how many people have to get taken over by zombies before, like, the government just can't Let's tell you, you what to do, do whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I think the zombos have to start killing, like, I think once the first army base is overrun, mm-hmm. I think then it's mm-hmm. it's all free game. Because then the zombos have guns, and then that's a problem. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, what's yeah? What is the threshold? Because like at a certain point, like that's gotta be. You, it sucks if you're like the in the first like ten percent of people to break the law in a zombie apocalypse <laughs> when like people aren't sure about it, mm-hmm. and you get arrested, and, and, like, and then you just get thrown in prison, or even just the county lockup, and you're just in that place now while everyone is dying, and that then you don't even have the dignity of being eaten to death. No, you just have to starve to death in your jail cell. Or you or what you, you have to wait until one of the cops with the keys on his belt gets turned into a zombo and comes and then you have you, to yeah. wait for you have to wave your arm at him no. through the thing and then uh-huh. gra- and that's just the whole thing. I was thinking you just wait until you're skinny enough to fit through the bars, but I mean I guess that too works. It, mine mine is better. I'll but hey <laughs> Hey, you do you in the Zombo Apocalypse. Michael, can I say this? So I searched Walmart John Deere front end loader just to see if they sold those devices at a Walmart that this guy had easy access to it in like the parking lot when he stole it. Turns out no. They uh, only sell the bad. they only sell the toys. But for some reason, Walmart does sell the like six foot wide uh like buckets. They sell the buckets for a front-end loader. We're not even the buckets, just like weird like threshers <laughs> and like bucket attachments for the front-end loaders. I and they cost guess? the the items go from eleven dollars for the front-end Mighty Movers toy for John Deere to eighteen hundred dollars for the bucket attachments. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or sure. the global Euro Palette forklift attachment for the John Deere <laughs> front-end loader. <laughs> What is Walmart doing? <laughs> uh, oh man, they had to put down spike strips to stop him in a in a nearby parking lot. Okay, so front end loaders aren't really like enclosed, right? They're they're pretty much open, like most construction yeah, equipment. They're, they're kind of tractors. So this motherfucker, I'm assuming he's white, just can drive a tractor. One would have steal to a tractor. Assume. Yeah, he steals a tractor, he drives it, he crashes through all these cars in a Walmart parking lot, and their thing is like, I gotta put on spike strips. Right. And, like, I I wonder if you have to use, like, a couple of things to unpack here. One, do you have to use, like, heavy-duty spike spike strips? Because, like, those ain't normal tires on that thing. So, So one. mini swords on a fucking... It's like, oh, call the car rental place, just bring the damn thing over. But also... I don't know much about small town policing. I imagine it's sort of a a double edged sort of thing where if something like this happens, and hell, the color of the skin of the perpetrator might be the 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 coin flip on this one. But like, it's either holy shit, I don't get to shoot anybody. So wow, this dude on a tractor gonna take some pot shots 
and I'm going to take a couple because yeah. I'm having fun with it. Or it's just like, well, it's just Dave drunk on the front loader again. again. <laughs> so I guess I'll let him run it out. I'll let him run out the clock. He'll get tired or run out of gas. Or <laughs> he's like a two-year-old at that point. It's just right. Just let him run it out. Last time we found him on the riding lawnmower, drunk, riding down I-80. Now he's a... Uh... I mean, last time he did it in January, and fuck, he cleared out the streets, so that was pretty good. Th- thanks, Dave. That was super. <laughs> Glad we didn't shoot him that time, but na- hey, it's April now. We're done with you. It's actually May. I don't know what month it is. <laughs> this happened in April, so I was going to let it. I was oh. going to give it to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Speaking of front-end loaders... yeah speaking of that i'd like to talk to you about a woman who tried to front and load a knife into a man oh okay that's that's very dark yeah and like it i'm gonna read you a headline which doesn't seem funny but also like kind of just true but then also literally every sentence in this story gets more and more (laughs) just wild all right Headline. This is from the Telegraph in the UK, just in case you couldn't guess from every word in this article. (laughs) Mother, 19, stabbed boyfriend during sex after telling him men should only be used for, quote, human sacrifice. Okay, so like a praying mantis kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, Uh, Okay, sure. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, The quote under the picture is Zoe Adams, who has been jailed for 11 years for stabbing her occasional boyfriend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, Boise. Okay, I'm going to read you the first two paragraphs of this of this article. So the lead, a young mother has been jailed for 11 years for stabbing her occasional boyfriend as they had sexual intercourse after texting him to say men should only be used for human sacrifice. Wait, she. Oh, she had texted him before. I thought she was like as she was standing him. As it was happening. Men should only be used for human sacrifice. Second sentence. (laughs) Zoe Adams, 19, had dressed up as a clown and put a pillow over Kieran Bewick's head to make their encounter more exhilarating on July 29th of last year. Did he ask for this or she just kind of take it upon herself? In what she described as an overreaction, she whispered, trust me, to the then 17-year-old Bewick before stabbing him five times in the chest, arm, and thigh with a 10-inch long knife. Wow. Wow. We talked a little bit about... Fetishes? Can you imagine if... Yeah, that, Mm -hmm. but also, like, what happens if your first girlfriend, which, statistically speaking, uh, a, a guy having sex at 17... First, second, probably sexual encounter, girlfriend. Can you imagine if this woman dressed up as a clown, put a pillow over your head, and then said, trust me, and then stabbed you five times? Mm Hmm. I probably, yeah, my trust issues would be very, very bad at that point. It'd be tough. Can I tell you how it gets even more ridiculous? More ridiculous than dressing up like a clown and stabbing your lover yeah. in the chest five times. Well, just one little tidbit. Okay. Be, just um, So after they seized her iPhone, the police did find a text that said, murder is like a bag of chips. You can't stop just after one. Which, I don't know what the UK is. Do they not have Pringles? <laughs> murder is like a one bag th- of chips. 
first so first of all once you stab you can't stop right first of all she's a potential murderer uh-huh. second yeah. of all copyright theft oh yeah pretty fucked up mm-hmm. here's where it gets life worse. is like a bag of stabbings you never know what you're gonna get <laughs> um so wait she sent that text or she she sent that text to him it doesn't say exactly but i think think so yeah um well no never mind no she didn't this is an image she had to save down her device oh an Im- <laughs> okay <laughs> just a, a, a one of those cool internet memes that are going around those cool those cool good ones yeah. that she found just trending on twitter one day <laughs> um fuck <laughs> so mr bewick comma who is afraid of clowns well no to- shit <laughs> Before this, oh. <laughs> had declined Adam's earlier suggestion to be tied up with the rope, and the pillow was a compromise. <laughs> oh, boysies. Oh, um, Lord. I, I, God, we, I wish we could have Curtis on here, um, because he is also afraid of clowns, and I would ask him, like, how like how much would he would he need sex at that minute to, ha- to let somebody convince him that they were going to dress up like a clown for it? Quote, he was going to be scarred mentally and emotionally for the rest of his life, he said, adding, I have always had a fear of clowns, and Zoe knew this. This will now only increase my fear of clowns. I mean, for me, immersion therapy? No. Because, Mike, I've had people try this with me because, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've admitted it. I'm a, I'm a feared of uh, Froggletons. So you wouldn't let me fr- so, you wouldn't let me do this podcast while i was dressed like kermit i wouldn't let you in a frog suit have sex with me <laughs> that's just just hey. the frog suit that's the only thing stopping is the frog suit that is good to know or like a toad whatever so, so what if i was dressed a, like mr toadstool or whatever the hell his name is is he a mr <laughs> a very good i think he's just actually toad toadstool <laughs> you maniac so then he would be mr toadstool yeah, actually, yeah, good point. Yeah, Michael, can I tell you where the? Are you gonna tell me it gets weirder? <laughs> Not weirder, but again, let's just remain very clear that this man was seventeen years old. Yes, and he and was stabbed. Very, very sad that he was stabbed. I'm gonna read you a sentence, which I don't feel good laughing about this, but it's so funny, <laughs> Mister Bewick, comma. A fantasy novelist, comma, was left with the rest of the sentence. Not funny. They describe him as a fantasy novelist, not as a 17-year-old anything else. So he has a a blogger account? Like what does he actually has he actually written a and sold a book? They don't go exactly into what kind of Tumblr fanfic he writes, but I'm betting it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> and it's probably Avengers slash fiction, if I had to guess. Mm. Oh, boy. And um, you found it, and you're going to read us some? Well, here, I didn't find it. She it slipped is on called, the clown makeup. It's a dark fantasy novel called Ascendance, apparently, which was, again, quote from this article, a topic they shared an interest in, his novel Ascendance. Sure, uh, and yep. she had been given a copy of the book, which quotes a female character saying, quote, I knelt on Greg's chest with my blade positioned carefully at his heart. So really, she was just doing what he was saying that she wanted. Oh, uh, yeah, in in the novel. 
Yeah. His autobiographical novel. Mm-hmm. What he wanted as a 17-year-old. Oh, God, it's on Amazon. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Do Can you find it on Google Books and just read us the passage? Hold on. I'm going to read you the description. The world of demons collides with the world of mankind. The demons have one burning desire, to eradicate the age of man. To do this, there is only one who can achieve their goals. Savannah Glasgow Mason. A 16-year-old girl from England, she begins to lose her family to the most gruesome of murders. Without any idea that the real culprit is in fact from another dimension. Oh god, is it twi- It's like Twilight, but with demons? Meanwhile, conducting all events as effortlessly as he would an orchestra... What? Demon Lord Jasper closes in on escape from his cell, biding his time until he can unleash a terrible darkness on the world. This is 360 pages. Jesus Christ. It has one two-star review, which I will now read for you. I read some of the free part of this because of the notorious story associated with its author. It's not good, but if the author writes four or five more of these, he might acquire the necessary skills to begin to write something decent. His enthusiasm is apparent, and there's the germ of a germ of a story here, but he needs to put the work in. Not wretched, just not ready for publication. Look, I give him credit for writing an entire novel. At 17, I can't do that shit. That's pretty good. Um, (laughs) Please tell me it has the ranking of where it and where it is within fantasy novels on Amazon. Oh, wait. Yeah, let's see. It does not. Oh. Wait. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, shockingly, I mean, not shockingly, again, given the history of this thing, it's actually number two. It's in the top 2,900 for Kindle books. Wow. Like, overall or just for fantasy? In horror slash dark fantasy. Okay. So, who knows but still, what that includes. But it's... It's number. It's in the top twenty four thousand for fantasy overall, which is I again mean, all right. not bad. So if all you want to do is become a, a big time hotshot author, Michael, all I need to do is dress as a frog and kill you. <laughs> he didn't get killed. He just got stabbed. Oh yeah, right, times. totally. So oh, yeah, I, get, I yeah. can totally be alive still. Uh, I How mean, famous do you want to be though? Stephen King got hit by a a, a van. A van? You know, yeah. and he got stabbed. It's how all great horror writers are. And to be fair, birthed. other than the two or three books he wrote immediately after that that van accident, other than those three specifically, Stephen King did some of his best work after getting hit by a fucking vehicle. Mm-hmm. So to all of your aspiring uh, horror fantasy writers out there, uh, you should probably almost die. Pro- probably and definitely almost based on two the two uh statistics and data that i have it's a hundred percent chance michael i do i do want to bring up something that we talked about previously and it's not quite time for this year's awards but we i think back in december we talked about the um the bad sex award in mm. fictional writing yeah, you um, read some sexy, sexy stuff to me. I did. I did read some very sexual things. Mm-hmm. Um, I came across a tweet. I don't really know how. It, I think my sister retweeted it, but it, it, it kind of bubbled back up into the ether of the internet, as as Twitter will do. Mm-hmm. It just, this is on the. This is a 2013. I think finalist for the Bad Sex Award. He might have actually won it, but uh, yeah, is one of the nominees who said the Bad Sex Award is quote. Idiotic. (laughs) 
Can I? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, please, please read me. Please read me the quote. I'd like to get very highly and very high touch sexual with you, Michael. Mm, um, mm. Oh, boy. It's it's very, very good. So this is Jonathan Grimwood, who was nominated for the 2013 Bad John Sex. John Grimwood. Which, again, he should be a porn be. star, but like a porn star who does dark fantasy porn. But the thing is, so Mr. Bewick in our last story needs to change his name if he really wants to be a true, true author. Yeah, Bewick is it's not the best. It's not getting the job done for dark fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was nominated for his novel, his debut novel, weird, uh, called The Last Banquet. Um, all right, Michael, so I'm going to read you three paragraphs of this horrible horrible book which just to set the the stage the table i'm going to set the table it involves a uh, voracious gourmet named jean marie mm. sucking brie off the nipple of a wet nurse okay okay just so you know what we're getting into uh, before you start i need to get my glass of chardonnay and cozy into this bathtub yes while i listen to this uh, audio this audible book here drop a drop a bath bomb in there mm. uh, please oh yes okay reaching behind me i found the brie and broke off a fragment sucking her nipple through it she tasted almost as she had the day i took the drop of milk off my finger because she's a wet nurse gross mm. manon smiled when she realized what i was doing you know the peasant saying if you can't imagine how neighboring vineyards can produce such different wines, put one finger in your women's... God damn. Put one finger in your woman's quim and another up her arse. Then taste both and stop asking stupid questions. My fingers... <laughs> what the shit? I'm not done yet. My fingers found both vineyards. At the front, she tasted salt as anchovy and as delicious. God damn it. <laughs> At the front, she's tasted salt as anchovy and as delicious. At the rear, bitter like chocolate and smelling strangely of tobacco. You know how you have sex? <laughs> You're like normal people. Normal people doing the sex stuff? Mm-hmm. And you know how they, they tell you how, like, if you, you want to figure out how one end tastes, you gotta you got to taste the other one, too? Yes. Just straight up? Um, and... Here's his quote after that, after winning the or being nominated for that scene in his book. I think the award is pretty idiotic, actually. He said at the Independent Bath Literature Festival of the people who get upset about brilliant sex. I slightly think, have you ever had sex? Okay, so this this guy is just like he's he's doubling down and be like, yeah, this is how normal people have normal sex times. Would you like to hear him triple down. <laughs> the triple double decker. I didn't write it thinking it was erotic. That particular scene for me has very little to do with sex and a lot to do with memory. It's about trying to recreate something that has already gone. No, it didn't occur to me at all. The secret to doing it, well, is liking it. So this man once just jammed multiple fingers up. Just... First sexual encounter after sucking Brie off someone's tit. <laughs> In a non-sexual just... manner, though. Mm-hmm. Non-sexual. Non- non-erotic. This is just... No. Okay. You know what? I had gotten so focused on the vineyards 
that I had forgotten you forgot about, about the, the sucking brie from a wet nurse's nipple. Yeah, and then talking about the milk before this guy has like not to yuck any yums. No, and this is the yuckiest of non yums. We've talked a lot about weird sexual <laughs> stuff. Not weird. We've talked a lot about well, yeah, about sexual stuff on this show. This is the most absurd. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous. And like, the thing is, is like the actual act that he is describing is like whatever. It, it's it's a perfectly normal thing. But the way he's describing it, it's hold like, on a second. No, I mean, yeah, the way he's describing it makes me regret learning how to read. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Of course. No, I'm not saying the like the the tasting part. I mean, that's weird. But like. Look, if you want, if you want to put your fingers on all over the place and in different orifices, go right ahead. Sure, and if you want to eat food off your lover's body, yeah, yeah get go, there, get go some. for it, get some. Here's the worst part for me: mm-hmm. that he thinks poop smells like tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> like poop is just poop, okay? <laughs> well, he was talking about wines, though, and so he was using the he was using words that you would. That you would typically use to describe a, a wine. Yeah, but you don't get vintages and like, like wet complex favorite. Whatnot. Listen, I mean, I, I know we all have that very funny Austin Powers joke about him drinking poop. <laughs> I don't think that you get complex flavor notes Nutty. and good mouthfeel with like turds. <laughs> like that's just it's not like. I'm, have you seen the documentary Psalm on Netflix? Psalm. S O M M. It's like about no. some oh, like getting it. Okay. It's very good. But one of the it's a very good documentary. I recommend it. But one of the guys on there, all of them make fun of him for like one of his like smelling notes, whatever you would call that. Uh he describes certain wines as it smells like the uh smell of like a fresh cut rubber hose or a freshly opened can of tennis balls. I don't just want what he- my wine to smell like that. Right, that's just what he gets, though. So I, mean, I get that everyone has the way they experience smells is different. But if again, if you experience poop smell and more importantly, flavor, <laughs> which this gentleman has as tobacco, something's gone horribly wrong in your life, or you're smoking the wrong sort of cigars, or, or, okay, or Bill Clinton, just saying, sure. Cigars hmm. sometimes go places. He didn't put one up the butt, though. No, I mean, I, well, we don't know. Not in the public record. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you know, how do you We've know what poop wine tastes like? I, I don't. I, but hey, hey can I say this? <laughs> Pretty bad, I bet. Because sometimes, Michael, sometimes I get up from the toilet and like, I just want to forget about everything I did there that second, and like I just close the lid, and I forget to hit the the old flusher. And honestly, I don't remember if I did that one time when you were here, because I thought I might have, and I think I did. I don't think you did. Great. Fantastic. But sometimes when I come back like four hours later after that's had time to like ruminate and really start, you know, what do you call it when wine ages? I was going to say it's cold brewing. (laughs) <laughs> it's cold <laughs> I was fermenting, fermenting is the word I was looking for. It doesn't get better mm. with time. <laughs> it does. It's because you have to close it up in a bottle in a, in a barrel, you know. But for how long? Twenty to twenty-five years. 
Also, this woman presumably had a couple hours before this man went rooting around up there. <laughs> For truffles. <laughs> We've talked so long about the dumbest things, and I love this episode. <laughs> Speaking of smells and mm-hmm. bad ones. Yeah. I came across this oral history of That's the- another thing. Hold on real yeah. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tobacco ages for a long time and gets cured and dries. Poop does not do that coming straight out the tap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> also, he he says smelling strangely of tobacco. Like he wasn't expecting it. So was she eating tobacco? <laughs> I mean, that's true, because, like, when you eat asparagus, it smells like asparagus. Right. Like, he knew it wasn't supposed to smell that way. He's just like, you know how sometimes a lot of articles, like, are And you're not supposed to eat the cigar. Right. You know, sometimes, like, I don't know, I I feel like the, uh, one of the common fantasy books is, like, when people kiss for the first time, it's like, oh, she tasted faintly of mint. Oh, yeah, where'd she fucking get that in fantasy times? (laughs) Oh, her lips were cool? Would she ice them down? What are you talking about? Go on, Michael. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking about where you get mint in fantasy times. I mean, from mint leaves, probably you just chowed on some mint. But like, what? <laughs> I mean, they weren't brushing their teeth, so they had to do something. God, I, I just remember. So growing up, right? You hear about you like read like the fantasy books or you see like a movie set in, you know, like Braveheart or some shit. Um and you don't ever think about how bad it must have Everyone smelled. Everyone smelled. Yes. Yeah. And like it's like these people could barely wash their balls and they're having sex left and right. No, I don't think so. Like Game but of they Thrones were, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like Game of Thrones, like Jon Snow and Egret, whatever her name is, like Bone and Down. Like, no, they both smelled like wild bears. <laughs> At least it was in the cold, though, in the cave. You right. know, like it, like when they have sex in like, was it Davos or whatever the one of the warm areas are? I mean, like my air conditioning was off and it was 80 degrees outside. And I like oh, I had to sleep naked because it was like so I was so sweaty. Michael, I'm in my room right now with the fan and AC turned off because I have to redo that to record this stupid show that we do. I am literally in a swamp right now. If somebody has, if somebody like touches me when I'm warm and sweaty just a little bit, I'm like, please don't even get near me anymore. Yeah. I can't even imagine being like, oh, it's hot. We smell like uh, the combined asshole of everyone in this town. Let's get it on. Yeah, Michael, I don't care how highly sexual a frog suit you're wearing if you're if i'm this sweaty i'll stab you i mean you won't you won't even get the chance to stab me sexually. God, it would be so hot in that frog suit too though yeah probably but then you'd be cold-blooded in the is that frog how that works suit? yeah well, as soon as you put the frog suit on <laughs> you you inherit all of the frog traits i assume it's like the the tanuki suit from yes. super mario 3 so you, you, just, can fly. you just you get all of his powers because raccoons fly he had a frog suit too in that one, didn't he? Yes. Mario's pretty fucked up, isn't he? When you think about it. <laughs> well, there is the idea that like Mario 2 is just like some kind of weird fever dream of Mario's or something like that. Or is it yeah. Mario 3? Like one of them. I mean, even in this one, I, I the newest one on the Switch, like, mm. I don't know if you've seen that. I I watched a little bit of my sister's playing it when I, I got my sister it for Christmas. 
He's just possessing the bodies of literally oh, everything. Yes, I saw that. You like put on a hat and then you become Mario. Yeah. Well, well, you become like you can throw the hat and Mario can become anything, like including like Koopa Troopers and huh. a T Rex and also human beings. There are real human beings in that game that Mario can just possess. Is Mario not a human being? Not like this. Not in New Donk City. He's not. He's a weird Mario so man. What'd you call it? The city that they run around is, is New Donk New, City. New Donk City. That's a whole other thing to unpack. <laughs> like New Jack City, but like but Donk Donk D O N K Donk. Or like New donk. York City, but like New Donk City. <laughs> <laughs> Do they not know that Donk has a different meaning? No, or they probably are. Yeah, sure. Why not? But who gives a fuck? Nintendo, they can do what they everyone's want. Everyone's just got everyone's got a big ass in New Donk City. Mm-hmm. Big Donk City. Big Donks. Michael, what you were gonna say something before I rudely interrupted you to talk about butt tobacco, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh so kind of speaking along the same lines of like the olden days and how bad it smelled and you don't even think about it when they talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um so I came across this oral history of the Double Dare obstacle course that was on uh, the AV Club, the TV section of AV Club. Okay. Um, and the thing that really kind of caught my eye was that they would, so they film, the way they would film this is, you know, obviously it would air every day, but they're filming like multiples a day over the course of like usually a week or two, right? Kind of like Jeopardy. Right. Yeah. Well... At the beginning of the obstacle course, when they have all that really gross shit that you have to dive through. Sure. I'm sure it's fine. It was all fresh sour cream or... Fresh, fresh slime. Yeah, whatever sure. you're using. But by the end of the week, after sitting in hot lights for hours a day and only basically refilling it, kind of, apparently by the end of filming, it was just... A giant cesspool, and it smelled like death. Yeah, I get that. That hmm. You think that is what made Mark Summers become a like a hypochondriac and like clean freak? It must have. That actually does go to explain a lot about Double Dare, like the family, like the challenge, and how bad they like, are sometimes because they're probably like yeah. can't even think because it smells so bad. Yeah, you, you like sometimes. Sometimes the obstacles course didn't look that bad or like they just couldn't find shit. Mm-hmm. And you you got to wonder like how much is like, yeah, they can't find the flag in the pool full of nose <laughs> snot because it literally <laughs> smells like 19 bears shitting into their own mouths. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And apparently also, they were I mean, and they were basically on a uh, like a pretty tight budget for this show. So like they couldn't just like get new shit all the time so they were reusing a lot of stuff you know because it's it's a game show they're trying to make it as fucking cheap as possible right um so i mean i but you never think about that so next time you're watching gas nickelodeon gas the games and sports network or whatever where they show double dare which all those kids died of syphilis are you doing that i'm not but it's it's on sometimes Hmm. I wonder who's up to that. I have <laughs> suspicions. Um, you got to wonder if that was the case on Double Dare. <laughs> how bad was the situation on every other Nickelodeon game show? Like, 
could people not put the silver monkey together because it was just like coated in like the tears of a million children and like, urine, no one could because just, they always and, pee themselves as soon as that, that as guard soon as comes like out. the guard grabs them like i'll piss everywhere yeah. <laughs> must have been and right? they never clean it up can you imagine how bad it smelled on the set if you can't do this on television when it took like three and a half months to get someone to say i don't know Right, and then they just dumped green cottage cheese yeah, all over. Yeah, it was like the slime was just face. sitting there, and they're like, we have to release this slime. Somebody literally has to say this phrase, like, immediately. Yeah. And first of all, the trigger finger on that person, just be like, <laughs> got him. Um, here's a question, Michael. Mm-hmm. On uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple, in the, in the obstacle course with the guards, can you imagine that there was never one kid who just had, like, the killer instinct to just punch one of those guards in the fucking dick. Like, you never saw that. You never saw a kid fight back. They just got grabbed. Mm-hmm. And then they they might have screamed a little bit. I mean, they must have just cut those kids out. What if one of those kids just had, like, sick martial ability just punched one of those Roundhouse kicked him right in the face. Yeah, like, one of those kids must have been head on a swivel, like, ready for you. Fuck I went you, to a, a haunted house one time at the Greek church. And my cousin is five years older than me, and he was one of the people in the haunted house, like, doing the haunting. And I walked the haunted house, and they weren't supposed to touch you, but since it was me and he was my cousin, he grabbed grabbed me, and I kicked him so hard in the fucking face. (laughs) You kicked him in the face? Well, he was like, he grabbed me, he was like, leaning down, and he grabbed me on the the leg, like, kind of like, rah, and I was like, ah, and I, like, kicked, went to kick him off, and I kicked him square in the face. Squar. Squar. Got him. Yeah, I I uh, like don't do haunted ho- houses. I almost said haunted homes. Um, <laughs> or like any of like the theme park ones because like I don't love being scared and I'm very afraid that I will hit someone in the head. Would you very hard? Would you stay at the Massachusetts mansion where Lizzie Borden lived after being acquitted of the murders for two hundred forty five dollars sure. a night? That seems no. I'm a I'm a more of a bargain hunter than that. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, like I, I would stay in a haunted house. I don't get like I don't want to go in a place where people are going to actively jump out at me and scare me. Which so like not I a think fake they probably, haunted house. You would stay in a real haunted house. I'd stay in a real one because it's not, and also <laughs> it's not. like like they. I mean, at two hundred forty dollars a night, they would probably have enough money to like do low-key creepy shit just like have automated like oh, we're gonna bang on a steam pipe mm, with a i'm gonna ask you whatever to death. yeah what <laughs> yeah got him um but yeah no i yeah i would stay in a haunted house i'm gonna shit come at me unless it's haunted by frog ghosts then mm. i can't did you know that alanis morissette was on uh oh yeah she was you can't yeah i do mm. i remember that so that's like my heyday man yeah that's yeah that was, that was late 80s right yeah um yeah i think it started like well before 70s. then yeah. Um. But yeah, it was because it was originally a Canadian show, hmm. which is why Alanis Morissette was on it. Um. But yeah, it ended in like yeah, it looks like May of 1990. So we're at the the 28 year anniversary here. <laughs> Can I please tell you? Oh, never mind. What? <laughs> so I, I clicked the Gizmodo link. Um. It turns out to be an Onion one though. Now on the new Gizmodo platform, mm. but uh. 
<laughs> just the headline of the, or the lead of this is fantastic. Uh, veterans of the 80s cult classic TV show, You Can't Do That on Television, filed a $1 billion class action lawsuit, uh, $1 billion class action lawsuit against Nickelodeon Monday, alleging that the network exposed them to a bevy of toxins, which led to a chronic inflation called green slime syndrome. <laughs> you know what? I, I would believe that. Yeah. <laughs> because, God, that had to be gross. Must be awful. Because, I mean, like, we're talking about the the 80s when they still let us kids live with lead paint and asbestos everywhere right like yeah. why not why why would you think that the slime they dropped on you even at nickelodeon studios when you were a child and you went there and they were like oh it's certainly safe you can eat it it's all fucking food and you're like oh sure but sometimes when you mix foods together they create a bad reaction Right, like I could technically drink the water in Flint, Michigan that no one's doing anything about. It'll still kill me eventually. <laughs> eventually, though. The 90s and 80s were a wild time. Very We've talked wild. about this before. It's like, there are no rules. Uh, all right, Michael, you have any uh, any closing thoughts for me? Any final stories? We got a reader email to goodbuddymedia.gmail.com. So if you, have, if you have anything you would like to say to us or help us out with the things that we know nothing about, which is literally everything we talk about in the show. Go ahead and send us an email there. Our, one of our listeners, Lauren, um, is an expert on on Tults, or at Something least an expert about compared to us. The, the, the Icelandic Tult. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she has a lot of good information, and, you know, like Kush said, basically it's bred into them, so they, uh, they're not being hurt. It's actually more comfortable for them to ride like that. Um, One of the weird times where a YouTube comment is actually more informative than racist and or incendiary. That was <laughs> Which is super weird. Pre- pretty cool. <laughs> um, uh, she did say that she has tried to hold a coffee while she was riding a horse, and it's very, very difficult. So it's not just just because they can walk in this tolt doesn't mean that it's like easier to hold on to a beer with a giant fucking creature bouncing you around. Um so that's good to know. Uh, she also suggests that we check out the Austrian writing school, Lapisen Stalin Stallions. Which, by the way, I have, and holy shit. She says, that's some scary shit I'd never want to ride, and uh, yeah. These <laughs> are they like are the horses? Doing, these ponies are doing all sorts of good work that, quite frankly, is akin to magic. Yeah, that's very impressive. Like, they're basically horse gymnasts. They are. They're, like, way in the air on some of these. One of them did a double axle. (laughs) This is amazing. Also, the way they do this, I found a a, uh, nature documentary from PBS. They're in, like, a equestrian, like, facility, but it's just, like, they put a bunch of dirt in, like, what looks like a Victorian chapel, Mm -hmm. and just people are just looking at these... 12 horses doing synchronized, for lack of a better word, jujitsu. Hapkido. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Why are horses so powerful? Why haven't they killed yeah, us? Yeah, I was yet? like, well, they're so good to us. They could take over the world. You know, there's yeah. all the Planet of the Apes movies, but you know what? I'm definitely more terrified of these fucking horses. And what if horses got a nut? Like, poof. This horse is like three feet off the ground. This horse is jumping higher than I can, and he just has hooves. Well, yeah, they're also made of 18 times more muscle than you are. Um, yeah, but why are they like in the Sistine Chapel doing this? 
Yeah, that is it is weird. <laughs> I does like she, she's like, please enjoy a picture of a horse being a big old jerk and using its giant teeth as a weapon. Yeah, watch out for those. I'm glad that she reinforced our mm-hmm, very mm-hmm, legitimate mm-hmm. fear that horses one will bite your fucking face off for no oh, yeah. damn reason. Yeah, they will. Um, God, you just get close to them in those teeth, though. Yeah, they'll just come right at you. All right. Well, before we close out, uh, I have one special FML that I think is very apropos. 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 It's very apropos. It's very appropriate for this. Apropos. It's very appropriate for this episode. Ape tit de jour. Horse semen. Today, while naked, my fiance said there was something wrong with her butt. She turned around and I leaned in to look at it. She then farted directly into my face on purpose. <laughs> FML. <laughs> That's love. That is that is some very good couple shit. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I mean that is Which, a com- that is a comfortableness that uh I I don't think I'm at. And we're almost yeah. married ten years. I feel like I might have been there at one point. I haven't felt that in a while. That's just, man, yeah, that's just like some very good, just pure, like, yeah. Yeah. We're I both mean, like, who look, we are. I get it. I get it. I don't have any problem with with uh, farting or burping or whatever, like, it, but just sniff if you this play, if you play, If you play a prank on me and you fart in my face, I don't care who you are. That is, that is, first of all, it's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it is fucking funny as hell. And I'm going to mm-hmm. laugh, even though I feel very, very disrespected. And it's going to undermine my anger and my dis- my resentment. And I'm going to laugh at it. And then it's going to be funny. And then it's never going to stop. Yeah. You've reinforced that behavior exactly. forever. Yeah. But the thing is, like, once you do it once, you have to find new ways to trick someone into <laughs> sniffing your farts like that. Well, that and it's not as easy like, as you think. Like mutual assured destruction at that point. Right. I mean, there have been enough times where I just fart on my, like... In the car once I lock the doors and windows with my sister mm-hmm. in it, because that's just really, really funny. Yeah, you better hope you don't go to prison for that. We still I don't, don't know the fart laws. Nobody has nobody has, has contacted us about the fart laws in Florida and the statute of limitations. I'll say this. I don't have good attorneys. I don't think. <laughs> so that might be worrisome. But also, she doesn't either. So well, okay. that's actually better. Well, Michael, thank you so much for sniffing my farts this week. Uh, uh, it's been lovely talking with you. If you've liked this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, you can also, if you have a interesting story or want to follow up on something or just want us to read a message to another fan, uh, much like Lauren. Yeah. we Oh, we were supposed to dunk on Amos, too, a little bit. Hey, Amos, did you have fun at Puzzle Hunt, you fucking nerd? <laughs> hey, I have found this puzzle. It's right in my b-hole. Come take a look at it. Amos, I think there's a puzzle in my ass. <laughs> Would you like to sniff it? I think there's a fart puzzle in, in his butt. But you would like that fart puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you'd like to share a story or set, have us read a very, very nice message like Lauren sent to Amos this week, uh, you can shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every single message we get. We love to hear from our fans. And, uh, you know, we want to read messages from fan to fan. So if you have something to have us read on air, 
shoot it on over. Um, and you can also find out more information on our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, which we took a brief one-week hiatus from, but that is Michael and I and our good, good friend Curtis watching every single episode of the hit show 24. We break it down minute by minute, and even if you've never seen a single second of that show, I think you'll be riveted by our insightful commentary and hilarious dunks on that very stupid show. Mm-hmm. Michael, how else can people help us out? I'll say, and if you really like the way Kush reads out those very romantic, very, very sexy stories, um, he walks us through 24 in the same way. Um, Highly sexual. Basically an hour and a half boner there the entire time we're recording. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, check that out. Uh, you can also find us, both podcasts, on all of your favorite podcast apps. Um, so whichever one you use, please search for Trends in Low Places or Longest Days of Our Lives and hit that subscribe button. Um, smash that subscribe. Smash it. Uh, and, you know, the best way for you to help us out is word of mouth. So whether that's literal word of mouth coming out of your mouth hole or if you want to use one of the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can find us at T-I-L-P-Cast, TILPCast, or by searching for Trends in Low Places. Um and please give us a follow, a uh, a retweet, a share, um, or send us a message there. Um, and uh, you know, just yeah. the one thing about the messages, though. So if you if you ask us to dunk on one of your friends, we will do it for free. But if your friend wants to retaliate, re- wow, Retali- wants a retaliatory dunk on you, that one's a dollar. Yeah. So it's better to get in on the ground floor of the free one. Smash that Patreon button. (laughs) Yeah, we've had a lot of fun here telling Amos to look for puzzles up our butts, but... uh, (laughs) Amos, if you want to get back at Lauren, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to smash that PayPal button. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.